listening to the Dearest Doula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Signs, and this is episode 59. When you sign up for a Cornerstone Childbirth Education course, you are signing up with an organization that is committed to providing a well-rounded, effective, and unbiased training course. Cornerstone's mission is to engage, inform, and empower. Create change. Become a childbirth educator with Cornerstone today. Hello and welcome, dearest doula community. I am really excited to introduce to you today's guest. She is a holistic healthcare practitioner, an internationally certified aromatherapist, a certified herbalist, a nationally certified massage therapist, and a Reiki master currently serving clients in the San Antonio Lackland area. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Victoria Rios Furlow. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. Now, Victoria and I just met really not too long ago at a farmer's market in one of the smaller towns here outside of San Antonio, and we really just hit it off, and she seemed, it was instantly obvious how passionate she was about oils and aromatherapy and herbs and massage therapy, and so I just knew we had to have her on the show today, and I'm really excited to be talking about essential oils. Now, um, before we get into that, I've given our listeners just a really brief overview. So why don't you take a moment to tell us a little more about yourself? Um, well, I um, have traveled the world, basically. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Um, my dad was in the military, and then I married a fella out of college, and he joined the military. So um, I have spent about 15 years in Germany by itself, and um, my interest in... Um, Alternative health uh, stems from my grandmother and on both sides of my family. Um, I come from a long line of kudundevas. Um, unfortunately, because I was traveling, I never got to study under them, and I'm learning as much as I can, as fast as I can, so that I can help others. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about the benefits of essential oils during the pregnancy and labor period of a woman's life. And I'm really excited to bring this to the show because I just think it's such an interesting topic. And also because there's so much information out there, it can be really hard to sift through as a birth worker. And um, we do recognize that this is outside of our scope as a doula to really be um, advising our clients when it comes to what they should or shouldn't use or stay away from, but it is great to have this general knowledge base on it. And the more we know, the more we can help as well. And the more informed we are to be able to refer our clients to aromatherapists and herbalists and such. So this show was really created for that new and prospective birth worker. And because of that, we're just going to assume that they don't know a whole lot about essential oils. And so I'd really like to just start from the beginning. So Victoria, if you wouldn't mind, can you just kind of give us a brief history on the use of essential oils in general, and then kind of move into how they're being used during the pregnancy and labor periods? Definitely. Um, essential oils um, have been around for millennia. Um, while the term aromatherapy is relatively a new word, um, the art of distillation has been around for thousands of years. Sorry. Um, uh, René-Marie Scatfosse was a French chemist who um, was working for a perfumery in France. And um, unfortunately, he had a horrible accident in which um, a, something exploded in his uh, laboratory, and he burnt both of his hands. And instead of 
applying uh, or applying the ointment um, at that time, he stuck his hands in a vat of lavender oil. It was pure lavender oil. Um, and within weeks, he had no scarring. If, if anything, it was minimal. Um, and so that led him to start researching um, essential oils. Um, so Gus Fosse is a chemist, and so he approached uh, essential oils from a chemical standpoint. Uh, what what about the lavender oil helped his hands? Was it um, a specific chemical composition? Was it the whole? What had happened? And so um, that basically started the revolution, if you want to say, uh, within the new world about essential oils. Um, and essential oils right now is very a very big hot topic. Um, there are... Um, multi-level companies, marketing companies, excuse me, individuals within the confines of the multi-level companies, and the FDA are engaged in a legal battle. Um, and the reason for this is because um, the FDA has issued cease and desist orders for companies and the individuals for their use of verbiage, um, which is really kind of... Um, it, which is leading to the misunderstanding and the misinformation that is being sent by people. Um, for example, you are not allowed to use the words heal, cure, or disease when you're speaking to your clients about uh, aromatherapy and the essential oils. Um, and so um, it's really it's really kind of crazy because, you know, essential oils have been used. They have been used for a very long time, and they are a wonderful complement to any modality, whether it's a doula who is trying to get the, um, a woman who is in her last terms of her labor to, you know, calm, seek the comfort, you know, let it come naturally and not, you know, a tense up, um, because, because of what's going on right now, and people are so afraid to use it, and it's, it's not, it, they shouldn't be. Really, they shouldn't be. Aromatherapy is a beautiful, wonderful complement to any any modality. Oh, wonderful! Thank you so much for sharing that. That was a really interesting origin story with essential oils. I had no idea that that's how it all began. You know, that's pretty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think what our listeners would really love to learn a little more about mm -hmm. is some of the different oils that you see used more commonly um, during pregnancy and then what they're used for. So if you wouldn't mind just touching upon perhaps some of your favorites and then talk about what uh, what they're best used for, I think that would be great. Absolutely. Okay, so and it's, I don't know about anybody else, but lavender is my favorite. Um, lavender is considered grass, G-R-A-S, which means uh, generally regarded as safe. Um, this oil is wonderful. It is an antiviral. It is an antidepressant. It is an analgesic, which means that um, it can help stop pain on an external level. So if you have a, a client who has you know, sore ribs, you know, and we all get kicked, right. <laughs> you can apply the massage oil. Um, and diluted, of course. You can't... Okay, so when you, um, when you apply aromatherapy with a massage, you have a carrier oil. Mm -hmm. um, the carrier oil usually consists of um, jojoba oil, coconut oil, almond seed oil, apricot seed oil. Um, but the, the oil, the carrier oil, has a thicker, 
viscosity, which means it will glide on. Um, and then you use a 1% to 3% um, dilution rate. So when you add your essential oil to it, um, you don't want to overpower the poor woman or her, her nose because she's going to have pregnant nose and it's going to smell really, really bad, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so it's always best to, to start off something, um, a couple of drops, you know, and then add to it. Always start off with the lowest form and then you can always add to it. Um, so when you're, uh, when you're massaging her, you know, the lavender oil is just a beautiful, beautiful oil, as is rose. Rose is a comforting oil. Um, it brings in um, calmness. Um, it brings in just a tranquility, you know. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful oils to be added for anyone. Um, what else could we have? Um, there are a couple of oils that you definitely want to stay away from. Um and the reason why is because not only does the oil, but the herb itself is in the mimagog, which means that it can start um, the contractions in uh, the womb. Okay. And so don't want that. Um, and the oils to stay away from are anise, basil, um, but it's so birch, camphor, hyssop, mugwort, parsley seed or leaf, Penny Royal, Sage, Tansy, Tarragon, Fuja, T-H-U-J-A, Wintergreen, and Wormwood. Um, these are all, just stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, you did ask me what my favorite one, but there are several that can be used for women who are pregnant. Okay. Um, German and Roman chamomile. And there's a difference. Um, frankincense, geranium, ginger, neroli, patchouli, petit grain or petit grain, um, which is the wood and stems of the orange tree, mm-hmm. um, rosewood, which is kind of hard to find now. Um, it is on the endangered list. Endangered list. Oh wow! Um, yeah, uh, rose, sandalwood. Again, sandalwood is on the endangered list. Um, and these are wonderful to be used, or that can be used that have no um, side effects or contraindications with pregnancy. Sure. Now, I know there are some oils that you might use for different things. Like uh, a lot of the ones that you mentioned, we know that they're mm-hmm. beneficial now. But are there any that you would use in certain instances? Like I know um, chamomile or lavender may mm-hmm. be very calming. Are there any that, say, when a mom's kind of hit a roadblock during her labor that she might smell that might be a little more invigorating or um, might yeah. kind of uplift her energy level? Are there any like that that we could kind of separate out? Yes, actually, clary sage. Clary sage is wonderful to be used during labor, um, not before, but during labor. Um, again, you can you don't have to use it as a massage. You can use it as a spray. So you would take um, a spray bottle, a small spray bottle, mm-hmm. and you would add alcohol, um, grain alcohol like a vodka, oh. and then you would add um, depending again one to two percent dilution rates because you don't want to hurt the mom, the baby, or the doctors because you never know what they have going on with themselves. Um, And you can spray it around the room, especially if it's it's okay. 
uh, to spray it around the room or if you have, you know, prior consent. Because this will help, I'm sorry, the clary sage will help with the contractions. Um, it will help not alleviate the contractions, but help bring them on stronger. It is a, a minigog. Okay, wonderful. But it's not one that, uh, that I guess, I guess there's a separation because I know you said some of those other ones are, I'm sorry, is it called mimagogs? Or? Yes, it's E-M-M-E-N-A-G-O-G-U-E. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> it really is, and so I know I'm messing it up. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. So some of the ones that you kind of advise would be good to know to stay away from, like the anise and the basil and so forth, those are, yeah. or many of them are amenagogues, but clary sage is an amenagogue that it's safe to use once labor has started? Yes, okay. actually it is, because it's also, it's, um, it's called the women, it helps with cramps. Okay. It's used primarily for women who um, have horrendous cramps, mm-hmm. and it helps um, release the contractions, you know, um, but it's, it's not, um, for a woman who's pregnant, you don't want to use it, but for a woman who is not pregnant, it's the best thing for cramps. Okay. So when you do start your, your, your um, labor, and you, you know, you hit that point where you're like, oh my God, I can't do this, or you hit the ring of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the perfect one to, to to spray because it will help not release the cramp in such a way that it, it, I'm so sorry, I'm tongue tied. Oh, that's okay. It will help. <laughs> it will help the contraction go smoother instead of more and several less um, sporadic contraction. It will help it come smoother in and release it. Does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. Okay. Okay, perfect. (laughs) um, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because, you know, I think there might be listeners, I don't know, that might make the connection. Okay, well, Clary Sage is an amenagogue, but we can use it in labor once labor started. So then is it safe to use those other ones once labor has started? Or what, you know, are those just way too intense or have other risks associated with them? The other ones have risks associated with them. They're high in their ketones. Um, So essential oils are wonderfully complex. Um, it, it's really, it really is. Um, so what, what essential oils are, um, they are volatile oils, which means that they evaporate fast. Um, they can be found in plants and trees and roots. And so what I mean is that they can be found in the needles of a pine, um, the roots or the ribosome of a ginger, Flowers like um, yangling, um, bark, cinnamon trees, or the bark of the cinnamon tree, um, resins, which is the um, in frank- frankincense, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, and in citrus rinds. They are all over. Um, they're light. They're not greasy. Some of them have color, like uh, German chamomile can be blue, um, sandalwood is brown, and bergamot can be green. Mm-hmm. Um, they're extremely concentrated, and this is where it gets very um, touchy for pregnant women and doulas because, to, to put it in perspective, one drop of peppermint essential oil is equivalent to 19 cups of tea. So, um, when you, yeah, so when you're talking about something, and I don't mean to scare anybody off, it's, um, it's just that they are very powerful. And in the, what it is is that they're very concentrated, um, and if they're soluble in alcohols but not in water. So, if you put if you're making a spray bottle, 
and you're using water, you're gonna you may have the potential to accidentally spray a glob of oil out because it hasn't been um, soluble. It's not soluble in water. But if you use a um, alcohol base like a vodka, um, it mixes. You have to shake it about a hundred times to get the the right um, consistency. Um, so it's it's um it's a very interesting thing that the oils are wonderful, but they're pure, especially when you get, if you um, delve into the what you want to do is you want to buy unadulterated oils. Um, you want oils that are pure. Um, there, I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna have a lot of. There is no such thing as therapeutic grade oil, there, and that is a multi-level marketing term. There is a such thing as a pure oil, and it is um, regulated, but it's not therapeutic grade. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, wonderful. So when when you buy an oil for your clients or when you buy an oil for yourself and then you share it with your clients, make sure you know who it is you're buying from, what their practices are, and um, do your research. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, perfect. Okay, good. Okay. Awesome. So just to do like another kind of brief overview of what we covered, yeah. all of the oils that you've mentioned that are either beneficial or potentially harmful, are, are we just yeah. talking in terms of um, topically? Are there any are there any of those that you would also be safe to ingest or is that kind of like a whole nother ballpark? Well, that's a whole other ballpark. It's a lovely ballpark though. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so um, okay, there Going back to the history of, of essential oils, essential oils come from two camps. There is the French camp, um, or the French model. The French model is a proponent of using essential oils internally and externally with um, medicinal applications. Okay. The second, and that was, it was started by, um, God let's say, the fellow who burned his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it was started by him, and um, a a lot of doctors, a lot of chemists, a lot of um, people follow his model. Um, and then there is the English model, um, which uses essential oils to help the mind-body connection and stresses upon both by applying, applying oils externally only. Um, and this was uh, by Marguerite Moray, who is also French, who happened to study under um, Gachelte, but she was confined by the British laws and not the French laws. Okay. So, yes. Um, so that's where the internal and external come from. And there is a huge um, cultural war between um, the yes, I do use it internally, and the no, I don't use it internally. Um, my best advice to you is pregnancy, all bets are off, don't do it. Okay. And it's just, it's not because it's dangerous, it's because you don't know. You, every body is different. Every woman and every child that she has in her womb is different. Um, their chemical makeups, even though the child is coming from the mom, you know, the dad, I have three children and they're all boys and one is tall with dark brown hair, brown eyes. My middle one is short with um, brown hair and green eyes. And my youngest one is... Um, uh, husky 
with um, blonde hair and blue eyes. And they're, my husband and I are the same, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's, it's a chemical, just, I, I would say with a pregnant woman, don't take anything internally. Okay. Um, and when you're, when you're breastfeeding, make sure that you know what you're doing. Make sure you read. Make sure you understand that, yes, that is going to, the oil will transfer to the baby. Uh, via the breast milk, but, you know, don't go drink a whole bottle by yourself. Right. You know, that's, that's, yes. Awesome. I'm so glad that we got to touch on that. And again, you know, this, I'm just going to throw this disclaimer out there. Everything that we're mentioning in this interview is meant for general educational purposes only. So anybody that's listening, please don't take what we've mentioned today and run with it. Definitely seek some um, (laughs) consultation from a certified aromatherapist or other professional. Uh, You know, we're just talking about this so we can all have, again, that, that sound general knowledge base especially when we are speaking with our clients so that you know if somebody does happen to mention oh I love adding anise to my water or something and we know they're pregnant we might want to let them know hey we we should really go talk to somebody about that I can't you know that's outside of our scope but again the more informed we are the more we can help out our clients so thank you so much Victoria you've laid some awesome knowledge bombs out on the essential oils here and what I'd like to move into next uh, is the nitty-gritty segment where we really just get to get down to the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors. Cornerstone Doula Trainings is excited to announce their upcoming Childbirth Educator Certification Retreat, which will be taking place in July of 2016 in the gorgeous Ojai, California. In this seven-day retreat, registrants will have the opportunity to make long-lasting friendships, have access to trainers and mentors one-on-one all week long, enjoy organic chef-prepared meals daily, and take in the beauty of their surroundings, all while gaining a trusted and credible certification as a childbirth educator. Developed by a doula and home birth midwife, the Cornerstone Method draws upon many years of combined direct service experience to provide a system that works for all families, regardless of structure, identity, and birth setting. So create change and become a childbirth educator with Cornerstone today. Space is limited. Be sure to register at cornerstonedoulatrainings.com. That's cornerstonedoulatrainings.com. So we are back, and Victoria, I'd like to ask you, if our listeners were to walk away with just one or two key points on the benefits and risks of essential oils during pregnancy and labor, what would you hope that they are? Oh my goodness. Um, First off, I want people to know that essential oils can be used, um, and that they are a beautiful complement to any modality. Whether you're a doula, a massage therapist, or a massage therapist happens to be a doula, whether you're a layman, whatever it is, they can be used. Don't be afraid of them. Um, If you have any questions, look it up. GoogleScholar.com will help you with anything that you need to know. If you know the Latin term of the, um, the essential oil, plug it in and It'll bring up anything and everything that has ever been medicinally peer-reviewed. Um, so don't be afraid of them. Uh, second, um, I know that um, essential oils are 
a hot topic right now, um, and they will be. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that um, people, there's misinformation. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, if somebody says it's okay to ingest lemon oil while you're pregnant, please err on the side of caution. You know, yes, ingesting lemon oil is a beautiful, wonderful thing, but just while you are pregnant or while you're, um, your client is pregnant, err on the side of caution. And, you know, that's the best thing you can do. Massage is a wonderful, beautiful thing in which you can add essential oils and aromatherapy and help the client, um, whether it's with edema in the legs or it's indigestion or it's sore ribs. Um, all of these can be helped with um, by using essential oils and a massage. I think that's it. awesome okay so um what i'd like to do next is just kind of help put the do in these doulas that might be listening and just help them to get connected with more information so victoria would you happen to have any resources either online or perhaps in the form of books that you would recommend to our listeners where they could go to learn more absolutely um i have a couple of favorite authors um, okay, so the first one, the book is called The Complete Book of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy. And this is written by Valerie and, and excuse me, Warwood. Um, it is about approximately 430 pages, um, any information that you want to know. And it also has a section on newborns. It has a section on um, pregnancy, edema. Everything is in there. Um, and she is English, so most of her stuff is topical. Now, if you really want to get into the amazing, wonderful world of aromatherapy from a medicinal or a French model point of view, um, Dr. Kurt Schnaubelt, S-C-H-N-A-U-B-E-L-T, he has a PhD in chemistry, and for the last 30 years, he has been advocating for the use of essential oils. Um, he's actually the man I went to school with. Um, his school is called the Pacific Institute of Aromatherapy, and it is a crash course in organic chemistry, let me tell you. Woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's amazing. The information is out there. It really is. Um, and I'm going to plug myself, if you don't mind. Um, on Facebook, thank you. On Facebook, I have a um, website or a fan page called um, The Healer's Hands Essential Research. On this page, I cite peer-reviewed medicinal articles that support the use of essential oils. If you have any questions or if you have any concerns, text me, you know, let me know, and I will look up the information for you. Um, I have no problems with that. It's It's... One of those things that the information is out there, but you have to look for it. And unfortunately, within the United States, um, most of the information is not there because the peer-reviewed medicinal articles are for um, pharmaceutical companies mostly. But um, a lot of European and, um, oh my gosh, everybody else is doing the research on it because not everyone has access to Western medicine. And, you know, if you're going to try and help people in a third world country, you know, are you going to use a $700 pill or are you going to use a plant that grows in the wild? 
Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Those were some excellent resources. And just to throw out a couple more myself, if listeners are interested, you can be sure to check out just because um, Victoria did touch on some of the amazing benefits of prenatal massage therapy. And we did have an episode that was episode 25 with Elaine Stillerman, where she talks about the benefits of prenatal massage therapy. (laughs) So for more information, listeners, don't uh, be sure to check that one out. And then also one of our previous guests, Demetri. Clark. She has the um, Heart of Herbs School. She has a book out called Aromatherapy and Herbal Remedies for Pregnancy, Birth, and Breastfeeding. And so we'll be sure to include all of these links in our show notes page, which uh, the Dearest Doula community can access at dearestdoula.com. So just moving forward, Victoria, could you share a favorite quote with us? I sure can. Uh, Aromatherapy seeks to unite body and soul, healing our whole being. Being, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's by Dr. Kirchnapoff. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today's show. It was such a pleasure having you on. And I think our listeners are really going to love all of the information that you brought forth today. The Dearest Stula community truly believes that what you do matters. So before we end, can you just let us know the best way we can connect with you? And then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. I. I'm honored, actually, to be on this, and I'm so sorry that uh, the information was just kept going and going. Oh, no, that's great. <laughs> um, the best way to get a hold of me is on um, Facebook. If you have any questions, please, please go to uh, the Healer's Hands Essential Research, and there is a, a, a post where you can you can ask me any questions, or I will I will look it up for you. It's not a problem. Or I also have um, the Healer's Hands healing naturally. If you have any questions about anything else, um, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Yes. And hopefully soon I will have their own website, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, the Dearest Dula community will be able to find links to everything of value that we mentioned in today's episode by going to dearestdula.com, clicking the podcast button and finding you in the search bar, or by simply entering essential oils or Victoria in the search bar, and you'll have this episode's show notes page pop right up. So thank you again so much, Victoria. It's been so much fun connecting and learning with you. Thanks to you, we're all now one step closer to being connected, educated, and empowered. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.